When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was doing uh, the DraftKings.com, which we talked about recently on our show. I'm saying it like so strangely because I would never think that of all things that I would ever do, um, fantasy football or whatever it's called, but it's pretty cool. Like you can win every single week. You oh, can yeah. win money. You can win a lot of money. I didn't win a lot of money, but you could win a lot of money. Yeah, the chance is there. I mean, it's like someone who... All right, we have guys that listen that might have commitment issues. <laughs> if you have commitment issues, this is... The it's the fantasy for football you. for you. Exactly. Because it's done every week. So you just kind of start over. So, you know, if your team's doing horrible or if it sucked, you have next week to look forward to. Or if you didn't like it and you don't want to spend more money, you, you don't have to. to. Stop. Exactly. And you don't have this big uh, thing like I know for fantasy football, um, you know, like you have to put a lot of money in the pot. Yeah. I mean, depending on who you're playing with. Right. And that you might not always want to do that. So this is kind of a cheaper way, but yeah. you still get to be and it's involved. Fun as well. Yeah. And I, my, my husband was very impressed with me. He wasn't even just impressed that I knew what DraftKings.com was, what? let alone like wanting to participate and then winning, which was even sexier yeah. for him. So it got me definite bonus points. Um, but if you want to also uh, use DraftKings.com or be a part of the, I don't even know how to phrase this. I feel like the biggest girl in the world. Be a part of the game. <laughs> like, like it's so okay, cheap. just shut up. You guys should go to draftkings.com because it's an awesome way to play fantasy football without having to invest all of your time and tons of money. But with the possibility of winning a lot of money. And it's cool because then it gives you, you know, if your team's got a bye week or if you're not really even into the NFL, you know, a specific team, this is a cool way to make the game entertaining because I know they can get kind of boring if you're not into <laughs> them. Because I'm only into the Buffalo Bills. So when they're not playing, I'm like, eh, boring. What's this other team? What's the sport again? So this is the way to keep it fresh, keep it fun. Head over to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code podcast to play for free. So you can be cheap, you can have fun, and you can win money. Do it. DraftKings.com. Enter the code podcast. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney. You know who I am. Uh, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris, best-selling author of Get Inside Her and her new book, That's Not, That's how, not how Men Work. Men Work, right. Yes. And we're here with our um, voice of woman today, Holly Borgfjord. <laughs> yeah. yes. No, I'm just kidding. Holly's a friend of mine, and Holly is a man. He's a stand-up well, comedian. Barely. He's a boy. Yeah, I made it. I made the cut. He's a boy, not yet a man. Um, <laughs> that but, intro, the ch -ch -ch. yeah, that was bizarre. Yes. But um, Barney and I really want to chat real quick about something that's coming up that's really cool and exciting for and us, really important to us, and very important. Um, we are doing a live show, yes. a live taping of our show 
in Hollywood at the Hollywood Improv. Yes. This is October. The famous Hollywood the Improv. Famous. It's pretty cool. Like, it's as a worth comedian, flying into. Yes. yes. As a comedian for you, like that must be freaking cool that we're doing a live Yeah, because it's the only show I can get on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that's at 7 o'clock on October 19th. And okay. it's going to be a lot of fun because it's basically just like we're taping an episode as we tape in the studio, yeah. but and we're it doing it with a live audience. you and us. <laughs> and most likely this could be I'm such a one personal. One-on-one. Yeah, they're going to be like, you know, it was really, um, it was like a cozy environment. Yeah. You know, I felt like it was me and Bob had a great time at the yeah. show. What, what do they call environments like the, when the, when it's just a really small kind of crappy show? Intimate. Uh, That's yeah, intimate. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's going to yes. be an intimate. We're occasion. aiming for five people, so hopefully you are one of <laughs> yeah. those people. But you should come. Honestly, um, I know a lot of people who listen don't live close, but. You should Even come. If you, don't. you should come and uh, make a trip to LA. There's a lot of cool things here aside from our live show. <laughs> that if it doesn't go well, you can say, "Well, I saw Disney." Yeah, it's worth spending <laughs> 500 bucks on a plane ticket. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we are going to have so, like someone from the audience participating in the show. We're going to help them um, with a problem of theirs. And yeah. so, if you guys want to be one of those people. Email us at ask at ask women podcast with the subject line. I want to struggle with you. Yes. Not suffer. Yes. But I'm going to say it is going to be suffering too. If we have a room of empty people, (laughs) it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Please come. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. So winggirlmethod.com slash live show to go purchase your tickets. They're only 10 bucks. Only 10 bucks. So it's $510 that you would spend. Right. To come see us. Plus the airport food, which is probably about another (laughs) another $180. Exactly. (laughs) So basically it's $1,000 to come see our pretty little faces for one hour. But Greg Fitzsimmons will be there and he's famous. So then at least you can tell your friends. He's he's semi-famous. I think he's semi. He's on Howard Stern. That's, That's like more than semi. That's at least C. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm at least Z. Yes, so we'll for either, sure. We'll even things out for sure. We have um, James Altucher coming up in the yes. second half of the show. Who I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he's a really interesting guy. Marnie and I just did his podcast, which is on Stansbury Radio. Yeah, or Stansbury Radio. Um, and you guys can check that out. All um, these words that are so hard to pronounce. I'm I'm getting them. I'm going with it. No, you're good. And uh, yeah, but he asked us really great questions. So we have a lot to live up to and asking him some really great questions. Um, But he's had 17 failed businesses and he started 20. So we're going to talk a lot about failure today and how you keep going. Isn't that what the show is always about? That's what I'm about. (laughs) That's true. I want to tell you something really exciting before I get into my wing girl minute. So I have a new house that we bought recently and we renovated the entire inside and spent all of our money on the inside of our house and then left the outside to look disgusting and horrible. And I've been depressed about it because you walk up to this house and I I just don't like how it looks any of it. Um, And I don't like when things are incomplete. So a couple of years ago, I had done this VH1 show. You know those talking heads like the top 100 shows? So one of the PAs from that show... Uh, drove me home and I was like just talking with him just trying to pass the hour and a half that we had to go back home and I was like oh so what other shows do you work on he said I work on I hate my yard I was like I hate my yard and this is my last yard (laughs) that I was at not even my new yard and so it turns out that I couldn't be on the show because before I was renting a place but now because I own one they can actually come in and help you fix your yard that you hate. So I contacted them recently. Is this a segment about pubes that we're indirectly going to? <laughs> no. No. It's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So then I contacted them and they said, oh, we're full up for this year, maybe 2015, 2016. I'm like, I cannot live with this yard for another minute. And then they contacted me two weeks ago and said, we have some cancellations. So we're, they're coming over to my house tomorrow to wow. look at my yard and see if it's disgusting enough to be on their show. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm hopefully You should like TP soon. yourself tonight. Or like, when, when not... 
Oh, I'm going to destroy that before. yard yeah, tonight. Like just... But what if they say, no, you, you can't be Yeah, trash show. it. We should toilet paper it. <laughs> yeah, do everything. <laughs> you guys just be sleeping on it? Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, these people won't leave. <laughs> this Make place is so drama. shitty, it feels like home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Add to the drama of the show. My husband's like, you know, we can have our au pair in a bikini outside, cause drama, show them that we could like have fights on the show. It would be really yeah, good. Yeah, her, um, her nanny is, is, is attractive. Very she attractive. has very large breasts. Yes. Um, but... Let's get into your wing girl minute. Oh, yes. Sorry. Are you able to recognize when a woman is attracted to you? Well, one key sign she's into you is initiating or escalating touch. Is she touching you more and more? Is she letting you or is she letting each touch linger for a longer period of time? Is she touching you even if you haven't touched her first? These are all signs she's interested. One little caveat to this uh, to this one. When women don't see you as a sexual option, they can be very touchy with you. Look for subtle touch rather than confident, aggressive touch. Mm-hmm. Confident, aggressive touch. Touch is typically a sign that she sees you as a brother slash friend slash you know, gay man. Gay man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is this week's Wing Girl Minute. <laughs> so Holly, look for those. You're probably going to be getting a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Lots yeah, of I'm aggressive, like, yeah, a lot of girls are into touches. me. This sounds great. And you're like, uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm a stud. Kidding your day. <laughs> I am a stud. So um, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is uh, getting her back. Okay, I'm going to have you not the conversation today. I am freaking exhausted, and my brain is just not working at the same speed. So I will chime in, but you are in control, Kristen. Great. Hey, Holly, how's it going? <laughs> well, uh, so we won't get too in-depth about anyone's like personal situations, but I know that when you're broken up or have just gone through a breakup, one person always... it, it What it appears to me to be is one person seems to be the strong one who moves on and then the other person is the needy not necessarily take me back but i regret the decision i made one well do you think that that's is that true i don't know i I don't know i've never really gone through like a legit breakup well i I will tell you one thing i I will say that i hope i do someday yeah yeah pretty soon (laughs) i see it coming exactly i will i will tell you i think i've talked about this on the show before but um i had a major heartbreak for myself when I was close to the age where I had my stroke. And I I believe is one of the reasons that I had my stroke um, because of all the anxiety that I was feeling during that time. But when I had the breakup with the guy that I broke up with, um, I was probably the more needy person because I wanted to get back. But I think underneath that and what I realized later that it wasn't really about getting him back because we were were not a good match. It was not a a great relationship, which is why we broke up with each other. Um, It was ultimately about winning and having him want me again. And granted, I was, you know, 19, 20, 21, whatever, really young. But that was what was actually going on. It really wasn't about that other individual. It was about having a... Yeah, exactly. So, but but you, you know, you have things to talk about for breakups as well, right? Yeah, I mean, what you say makes perfect sense. Where in like... You know, I've had women break up with me and then I'll try to move forward and be the strong one or not. And then like, why didn't you go after me? It's like, well, you called the shots here. Like right. you ended this. Why would I, why would I, you, you, it's how pathetic is that? Like, yeah. That's well, the worst. You yeah. I mean, I mean like, a lot of women can give mixed signals, like yeah. stay away from me, but they really want you to come. To yeah. Them. And yeah. it's. That's confu- can be really confusing it's for It's extremely a guy. confusing for guys. Well, a lot of the times, th- this is my perception, a breakup happens because the relationship gets to a breaking point. Uh, and a lot of women use breaking up in their minds as a motivator 
for the man to alter or change the things that she's been requesting for a really long time. Like a lot yeah. of the guys that write write into me who do want to get back together with their exes will say, how do I get back with her? And I'll say, well, what was she asking you for? What did she need from yeah. you that you weren't possibly doing? Um, and that's what I want to talk to for, talk about in uh, this week's chapter in the man's playbook. Are you horny to win? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> no. So fantastic. I'm horny to lose, please. Yeah. Well, so so the thing that I tell a lot of these guys is that if you do want to get back together with her, as I said, yeah. pay attention to what she was saying before, but in order to actually get back together and make it work and sort of win her over and convince her that things are going to be different, because th- if things are going to be the same, then you'll break up again in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, you actually have to do some work on yourself. Yeah. So what I advise to these guys is to take you know three to six months, depending on how long the relationship was, but take some time to work on your yourself and if you want for get, yourself for yourself no, yeah, that's the, that's for the yourself best, that's the best advice ever yeah but yeah. to also work on the things that she may have been speaking about that yeah. can possibly help you either in the relationship you will get back into if you get back together or possibly in the next relationships that you don't yeah. make those same mistakes. i would say even like for me when that situation i try not to do it for that person because it makes me like reminisce about it like i would be a better person to be a better person and feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I always felt like. Well, you can also see through when someone's doing something for someone else versus for themselves. And I, I just, um, was on this podcast called story worthy. The episode will come out like late on later on down the road. But basically the story I told was about wanting to get this really cool older guy and, I realized I wasn't cool because I was trying to do the things that he liked to do. Like he played the bongos, which is embarrassing Wait, for me. Wait, you said a cool guy. <laughs> good, good point. But he played the bongos and it was like, in my mind, I was like, well, if I just played the bongos, yeah. he would like me. Yeah. And so I literally like went to like a music store. I didn't buy bongos, but I was like looking into like trying to learn how to play bongos. <laughs> and this is so humiliating. And then it... And then one day you hit the point where you're like, wait a second. <laughs> like this- playing at the local Cuban bar. <laughs> was it the drummer for Gus? Yeah, it was. Um, and then you just realize this is not me. This is not who I am. And if I ever want to be in a genuine relationship, I have to be a genuine person. And yeah. so you have to know what you want to do. If, you know, yeah. the girl you're wanting to get back that's why with. I think, yeah, more. It goes back to like do it for yourself. Because if you do it for her, if you do it to get her back, okay, then you get her back. You get if you if that's, if that's really not who you are, you're going to spend a lot of time being depressed or beating your head against the wall because you're like, how long can I put on this act for? Well, right. that also means it wasn't created on a stable foundation. Yeah, and then so the, and it'll crumble. She doesn't love you for you. You weren't being yourself. Well, it's not real. It's not authentic. Yeah, you were trying to be. At the end of the day, you you're pretending to be something that you're not, right. which never works in a relationship because right. if you're not you in the relationship and it's amazing how long people hold out anyway. people yeah. hold out for 20 years oh yeah themselves and then they're like oh my god and then all of a sudden you realize you're a gay man who likes to wear women's clothing <laughs> yeah, exactly like shit why didn't i know that before <laughs> so, like, but what about target. you have you ever been in a situation where you have broken up with somebody and said you know what i want that person back oh yeah those but that was like more just being like young i think when i looked back it was like every single break i've ever had like happened for the right reasons because they weren't the right person but when i was you know you know, younger, I think I would just be like, oh, I want him back. Just out of like missing just the lonely. Just you, the routine. Just lonely. Yeah. yeah. Then you just miss like, yeah, you miss the routine. You miss like the little things. And then you, but I think like, you know, getting a little more mature, you just like kind of just get over that and be like, oh, not everything. You can't just, so you can't give them power to everything. So what happens know? if you're not young and you're having those feelings, if you're 40 mm-hmm. and you're really wanting the girlfriend back? Well, I know then, my advice. Okay. Then what would you say? Uh, I would say. I mean, you're going to have a breakup soon, so you should get 
No, <laughs> no, I'm not. no I'm just I, I don't know I'm the kidding. advice. What would you say? I would say the thing is exactly what we've been talking about: getting to know yourself again. Because when you break up, especially at a later time in life, where your social life, you know, isn't as um, connected to hanging out in groups, it's more about your family pocket or your small circle that you hang out with on a consistent basis. When you do break up, your whole life changes like you you have to then refine your single self and rebuild yeah. that that person because yeah. you haven't either and find, haven't, yeah find what really makes you happy it makes you yeah. like genuinely be like oh because because you find happiness with yourself you don't you don't have to get it from anybody else you can yeah. just be happy yourself like i always like every time i go through a breakup i like i end up buying a lot of stuff from me like, i bought a lot of video games last time star wars shoes is on the list of stuff because i wanted it. it made me happy yes and no one questioned it you know there you go so it's like you're allowed to buy that, those yeah, shoes now do that stuff you sound well, like a menopausal woman <laughs> the thing is, is that wait, <laughs> well except they would buy other things yeah yeah but when okay but I, wait, hey it's a two-way street though like because like women always joke about like men get their period like i think there's some validity in that for sure like like oh, that yeah. they, they, they get they'll be emotional for a certain period of time and then you know whatever the same same thing so. yeah but they're yeah. allowed to be Men? If, if, yeah. Men are allowed to be emotional? That's interesting. I would think, <laughs> yeah. Know. I think, you know, as long as it's not in front of <laughs> Don't me. Don't let me run with that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They can do it in, in like well, a closet no, I, in their house. I hope yeah. a guy, when they do go through a breakup, does feel sad and trauma and want to try to coax themselves into feeling better somehow. And... If they if they don't, it just shows a little lack of emotion or a lack of humanness. Mm-hmm. So oh, I yeah, think so too. And listen, I I think you are allowed a certain period of time to grieve a relationship because you're grieving something that you've created. You're yeah. grieving an experience, and you're grieving potentially having to go back out there and and you know be on your own again. Yeah. And that's a hard change in your lifestyle. And you've also lost somebody. It's like literally yeah, yeah. they've died, but yeah. they're still alive doing right, things. Right. And you can see it on Facebook. It's like the worst right. thing. That's why I immediately just get them off there. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Get them. There. Like, there's no there's no point it's yeah staying. it's like yeah but even if okay so let's say you're in a long-term marriage or you're in a short-term relationship and you want to get over that breakup the first thing to do is allow yourself a certain period of time where you're allowed to be a debbie downer and grieve about it totally. and then at, yeah. at that point of the two weeks or a month that you've given to yourself you say okay that's it now i'm going to start going in the other direction yeah. where you find things that you like to do joining groups it's the same thing that i would advise anybody who's single and wants to meet women it's really um about putting yourself out there reacting activating your social life and refinding who you are as a single person and then if other people happen to you know cross your path that are also single then it's wonderful or if you realize things that you screwed up it with in your past relationship then i would say take you know three to four months before you go back to that other person and decide yeah i want to be back together with you i know where i went wrong now here are things i've worked on and i want to continue working on Let's try working on it. So say the person did take that many months to get themselves back together and not learn how to play the bongos. What is the step to then talk to the person? What do you do? How do you approach the person? Are you in contact with these people that you, you know, if you had broken up, are you in contact with that person? I would say the best thing to do is is like break away all contact, even if it's like the person. But then does it seem like a little bit of a surprise when you go back it can person? be a surprise. It can be a pleasant surprise, depending on how the other person is thinking about you. Um, yeah. But so, so the, the steps, and then we'll wrap up this half of the show. Um, I would say that you can reach out to them whatever way you're comfortable. You can write a letter. You can call them on the phone. You, you can do whatever you're comfortable with, but make sure that you have your talking points in place so that you're saying to them, you know, I've had some time away from our relationship. 
I've really done a lot of work on myself. Here's some things that I've done. So you can list the things like, oh, I'm doing this, which I've always wanted to do, and that, which I've always wanted to do. Um, and I've really got into a great place. And I'm I making realized, a lot more money. Yes, I'm making a lot more money. I've moved home. I'm not with my parents. <laughs> oh, all these things. Send a but picture then in there. You're, you're showing that you've actually made changes. And that's yeah. super sexy that you have drive and passion and you're going to actually And then make if changes. it doesn't work out, you're still a better person. And yeah, you're in but better you're shape and you have And you nice say to the person, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where your head is at, but um, I, I would like to sit down and have a conversation with you and see where things go. Or she's like, I well, re- my head's on someone else's penis. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> but that, that, yeah. But even, or you like, could even oh, be geez. forward and say, you know, after all this time, I've done all of these things, but I still can't stop thinking about you. And I realize where I messed up in the past. Uh, and I, I'd like to talk to you about it. And just see where things go from there. Because no no woman or no man should take a person back. The changes haven't been made on both sides as yeah. well. Because everything requires it, work. You'll, you'll just repeat history. Yeah, you're gonna, exactly. If you think that you can break up, not work on yourself at all, or work on what was wrong, and still get back together and then have an amazing relationship, you're, you're screwing yeah. yourself. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go to the second half of our show. So who do we have on our show? Uh, James Altucher. Yes. And uh, he's calling in, so he'll be on the phone shortly. So we have um, TrueCar.com is one of our sponsors. And they do something really interesting. Uh, they it's a really of, good idea. It's a really I'm, good idea. I'm surprised it hasn't been done sooner. Well, because a lot of people don't know what a car is actually worth. They sort of believe whatever the person is telling them it's worth. So if you go to truecar.com and you type up the car that you want to buy, you put in the model and the year and all of that stuff, it'll tell you actually how much that car is worth and how much you should be paying for it. Not like based on other people's perspectives. Yeah. But there's people, I guess, that are certified like true car dealers. So if you bring in that price to that dealership, right, it will, they will honor that price. You know, and also true car users save an average of $3,221 off of um, the MSRP, which is the, what is it again? Manufacturer suggested retail price. Which is pretty amazing. They're saving that much money and they're not being ripped off. That's absolutely amazing. And then like six months, they sold over 275,000 cars. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So, I, so go to truecar.com, uh, visit truecar.com today, save time, save money, and never overpay because who the hell likes to overpay? Not I. There's good news, podcast listener. The Podcast One app version 2.5 update is available right now. Awesome! Which means you'll be able to directly access all the shows you really care about anytime and anywhere you want. Adam Carolla, Steve Austin, NPR, Loveline, Dan Patrick, and a whole bunch more. Wow! Plus, now you can play, pause, or stop any of your favorites and pick up right where you left off later on. So go to podcastone.com now and download app version 2.5. That's podcastone.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Uh, Welcome back to the show. We're um, here, of course, with Holly and Marnie, and we have James on the phone. James, am I saying your last name right? Altucher? Yeah, it's sort of like, I'll touch her, but fast. Ah. See, I was calling you James Altucher. I'll touch the cocker. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very wrong. But yes, Altucher. one time I was going on uh, CNBC, and the anchor was a woman, and she said, right before we were airing, she said, how do, how do you say your last name? And I said that, and then she couldn't stop laughing all through the <laughs> I love it. I'm still going to call you James Altacocker because it's, it's wonderful for me, and it puts a smile on my face. But thanks for being here and being on our show. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Yeah, well, we had a great time on your show, and I, we both really felt that you were able to 
bring out the best in both of us. Um, and yeah. Which is pretty oh, hard good. to do on my end. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, Kristen was phenomenal on your show. She was like confident. She was so proud of herself. I was very proud <laughs> listening to her. So maybe that's Kristen. what I wanted to bring a little bit more of I, to our show. I think I think Kristen was afraid I wanted to talk all about business, but that wasn't it at all. So she was, uh, this is my guess, Kristen. Yep. My guess is you were planning on just being quiet throughout the whole show. Yeah, well, I actually had said to Marnie before, I said, oh, this is all about business and stuff. I know nothing about that. I don't even really need to call in. Yeah, so Marnie she, she did say that. It. And then, um, and then she took over the show. That dark angel on my shoulder said, no, call in and ruin <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. So. No, she did my, very well. My show, is, my show is all about dark angels, so, so it's good. <laughs> oh, perfect. So um, you can check. I, I know you said not to really promote too much, but you can check out uh, James' stuff on Stansberry Radio, which can be found on iTunes and on your uh, website and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. If you go to just the uh, jamesaltisher dot com, I couldn't even remember Altucher. my own name. I know. That's, you just go to jamesaltisher dot com. You, you'll get there. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So we today's theme a little bit is about failure, um, and we know that. You have started. You are a failure. Seven, Twenty businesses. <laughs> I'm, I'm a failure. Yeah. <laughs> Still doing successful pretty well, ones. Successful failure. Right. But you started tw- twenty businesses, and seventeen of them failed. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Probably now that even like more or le- you know, give or take. So yeah. And it's, has and one it's come around now? Yeah, because I'm always I'm always in the process of starting things, so I'm always trying out ideas and seeing what works and what doesn't. But of course, you it's kind of like you practice doing that. So the first, let's say, ten times you fail, it feels really, really bad. Like I sort of feel like there's this failure porn on the internet right now, where everybody's going around <laughs> saying it's great to fail, yeah. but actually, it's it's really painful to fail at anything and it just feels miserable and then you have to just get yourself off the floor and and keep going and and figure out tricks or ways to get yourself to do that what are some of the tricks that you've used well well that i've used and that i've abused but uh <laughs> uh essentially there was one time i was really really depressed like i had sold a business and i had i basically had spent all the money, like I lost all the money. And so I was losing my house. It was going to get foreclosed or bankrupt or whatever. I was also going through a divorce. Uh, and I was just literally like lying on this hotel floor. And I was thinking to myself, uh, it would be better. Like I was literally thinking, huh, the suicide clause uh, in my insurance policy could probably kick in now. I, I, so I signed that policy long enough, and my kids would benefit better from the money uh, than from me because I was such a miserable failure. Like, I was so depressed mm. about it. And um, I remember it was, it, was, it was literally Thanksgiving also. So I was going through this divorce, lying by myself on this hotel floor. I love that you're laughing about it now because it's nice. Yeah, because now it's, now, now it's many years later. I can, I can laugh about it. Yeah. And I, I, I got a turkey sandwich at, at this diner. But first, before that, I decided I wanted to meet somebody. I wanted to meet a girl because I was obviously in such a great place in my life. Right. I needed to, to meet yeah. somebody. So I put an the ad on. Yeah. And so I put an ad on Craigslist, not saying that I wanted to meet a girl because I thought that wouldn't work. But I put an ad on Craigslist with a lie. I said, uh, I had recently hurt my head, and when I got out of the hospital, 
I had realized I had psychic powers. So if anybody had any problem uh-huh. that they wanted to talk to me about, they could send me an email. And so then uh-huh. I went out to lunch, and when I got back from lunch, I had a ton of emails, and people of all sorts, of people asking me questions. And I instantly threw out all the uh, emails that were from men, and I just <laughs> responded to the emails that were from women. And so I started talking to them about what their issues were, and mm-hmm. uh, and I admitted, you know, I wasn't a psychic, but we were still able to email because I figured, I figured if that cover would be blown pretty quickly. So, so and if they're only but, interested in you f- for being a psychic, then you don't really want them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I had the initial filter, which was kind of the BS filter, but then I had to filter one more, which to be, which was to actually say, listen, I'm not a psychic, but I think I can help with this, this issue. And, and I always wanted to be Dear Abby ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. So now is my chance to, to do it, even though it was under false, uh, uh, false premise. So, mm-hmm. so, but uh, unfortunately, I didn't go out with any of those women. But, Nobody wanted to go out with me after that. But but it got so, you. It, did it get you into a better place mentally because you started reaching out and having like connections with people? Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, I actually like. It's really important that we're, we're. You know, just from an evolutionary point of view, we're mammals. Like we belong in a herd. We belong talking to each other. You know, chimpanzees move up in status when they groom each other or when they're groomed. So you want to always be in communication with people you love and people who love you. And, uh, and this was a critical part of me getting off the floor. So not that I loved any of these people who wrote me emails, but it was kind of this realization that, oh my gosh, I really enjoy just talking to people about issues and problems. Yeah, it can it's do amazing things for your brain. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I want to ask yeah. you. So, okay, so before the lying on the floor episode, what, which what, sounds kind of relaxing to it me does. for some reason, nice Tur- and turkey cool. sandwich in hand, yeah. it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Browsing well, on Craigslist. Well, lying, lying on the floor is great too because if you sleep, there's nothing. There's actually nothing better for the brain than sleeping. So mm. I, I sleep like nine or ten hours a night. Like I'm, I'm a heavy. Well, sleeper. if that were the truth, I would be uh, happy. <laughs> happiest girl in, in the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I, I want to ask you. So, what gave you the superpower not to be psychic but to be able to bounce back afterwards because we were talking about breakups in the first half of the show and I was saying that you know you you still want to give yourself that week to two weeks whatever you need maybe even a month to grieve to like grieve the loss of your relationship grieve the loss of your former self whatever it is but so what what was it in you or what did you learn at a young age or what do you naturally have within yourself that says okay I'm going to be down about my on myself for X number of days, and then I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to do it all over again. I'm going to make something great happen. You know, I I wish I had a direct answer, but the reality is I had failed so many times at this point <laughs> that my questioning wasn't, what am I going to do so I can succeed? My questioning was, why is this happening to me again? Like, this had happened to me so many times. I, it was practically, I was like a one-man scientific experiment. Like, you no longer needed a whole control group. Like, I was both right. groups. I, I, I had failed so many times, and I couldn't figure out, like, what was I doing wrong? And the thing is, you know, or, or the, the mis- there was no way I can say, okay, I'm going to grieve for a month, and then I'm going to be better, because I thought I was just going to be miserable forever. And so what I had to say was, okay, not what should I do right, but what should I stop doing wrong? Like, what should I... Eliminate? Obviously, obviously everything that I had done in my life had gotten me to this point when where I was on the floor, 
you know, upset, suicidal, and lying, and and broke, and getting divorced, and everything. And so, so there was nothing I had done in the past that had ever been correct. So I must have been doing things that were wrong. So I had to figure out what was doing. What was I doing wrong? One thing is I wasn't treating my body correctly. Like I wasn't uh, exercising or eating well or sleeping well. I wasn't being around good people. I was being around bad people most of the time. I wasn't being creative most of the time. I was just I was just hungrily after money all the time instead of focusing on my creativity and my ideas. And I wasn't, and I was always complaining. I wasn't, or blaming. I wasn't being grateful for what I did have. Like I have, you know, two beautiful children. I had had some success in life at that point. Uh, you know, even though right then it didn't seem that way, I could have been grateful for the successes I had had. And so I, so I had to stop doing the bad things in order to let the good things come in. And bit by bit. By stopping the bad things, and even though that's a double negative, that did actually allow over time, and I had no idea how long it would take. I would say it took me six or seven months from this particular point, but I have had many failures before and, and since, and I shortened the gap considerably by st- eliminating the bad things. And I, I can say now, every six months since that point on the floor, I have, uh, my, my life's been 100% better. And, and not necessarily in one way or the other, but it's been 100% different also. Like, every six months, I'm doing completely different things. And it's just been amazing. It's like, it's like a, a fun roller coaster as opposed to one of those sickening roller coasters where everyone throws up at the end. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned when we were on your show about how you met your wife. And I wanted you to talk about a little bit uh, about how you found her um, with our listeners. Okay. Boy, you have a good memory. I don't even remember talking about that on, the, on our show. I must have talked too much on our show. I, sh- I should have been asking you the question. No. Um, so I met her on – I had basically made it like almost a full-time job to find someone online. So I met her on J-Date through online dating. And I remember um, the first – message I sent her or the second she she mentioned she was from Argentina and I mentioned oh I really um uh love Bra- oh no she she mentioned she was from Buenos Aires and I I wrote back to her and I said oh I really love Brazil and mm-hmm. uh thinking she was from Brazil but it turns out Buenos Aires of course is in Argentina I just laughed I, I just that. laughed to make people think I knew that that wasn't going to be the right location <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I I thought I had ruined it, but uh, apparently the good side, the good filter is she thought that was a cute thing, so I passed some test, and mm-hmm. um, and then we we started going out, and she did something that was very interesting. Like I was very persistent, like I wanted to have dinner because at dinner you can serve alcohol, and anything could happen after that happens. <laughs> and but she was like, no, we're gonna need for afternoon tea for no more than an hour. Oh, my and God. I was, and I was really insistent, like, oh, let's, I know a great place, we'll go for dinner. And she's like, no, tea. And so we had tea, and then in an hour, you know, I walked her to the subway, and that was that. Because uh, she was just very disciplined about, uh, she didn't want to um, go into anything with any guy too fast. So she had planned in advance with a, a kind of a group of other women, you know, she strategized how she was going to do all of her online dating. And uh, so, so it was tea and nothing else. And, and then we went on a second date and a third date and, and gradually became more than tea. And 
eventually went from tea to Mary. So how did you make, so, you said you said I was going to make uh, finding a girl online my full-time job. What did you do to make it a full-time job? Well, I think people kind of take it really casually. Like if it were me, I would have just been, a, been slacking because that's my, <laughs> that's my full-time job. <laughs> well, well, I, I see so you have it as a full-time job to help other people. I had a full-time job just to help myself. Like I didn't care about anybody else. So, <laughs> so I was... Uh, constantly sending out messages and responding to messages. And basically, I mean, I had been fired from a job recently and I had nothing else to do. So I was going on dates for basically lunch and dinner and sometimes in between. So, so that, in a sense, then it was a full time job. It was, it was, and I would prepare for dates. So, like, one time, um, one girl, uh, said she was interested, I saw in her profile, she was interested in the Kabbalah, which is like Jewish mysticism. Yeah. And so I went to the bookstore and I bought every book I could find on the Kabbalah. I knew nothing about it. And I read whatever I could that afternoon. And then at the date, I was like dropping stuff as if I was, a rabbi or something so what? like she she, she 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 thought i was fully into it i was still being kind of not necessarily the most honest person right but uh, but preparing preparing works well i we were just talk- actually talking about that before I you got on the phone <laughs> right because i was saying i was trying to teach myself the bongos to impress this guy that played the bongos even though that was so not me and then i had this realization of i am I hate anything that's like like uh, too spiritual or like hippie-ish or something. You know, that that wasn't Yeah, me. I couldn't see you in a drum circle. Right. But, but I was trying so hard. <laughs> and then, But that's not like the best thing to do, though, right? Because then you're not really creating the best foundation moving forward with being honest about who you are, right? Yeah, no. Ultimately, what I realized was I had to be totally authentic. So, for instance, uh, on my first date with... Uh, Claudia, who became my wife, uh, she said, uh, why are you separated? Because uh, that was what was on my status, that I was separated from my ex. And uh, I had to, exp- I, well, I did explain, and she told me, like, years later, you know, I think you probably overshared there, like, you explained too much. So I was definitely into authenticity. Uh, I remember one one of the dates that I went on, um, I sit down at the date, and the woman, the first thing she asked me was, what's your net worth? And uh, I don't know if this happens in any other part of the country, but it seems to happen in New York City because right. it, it happened to me twice. But uh, uh, so this person had been married to someone who was like a billionaire, but 20 or 25 years older than her. And so she just wanted to know right away, like as, as her own filter, would I be able to provide her the oh, lifestyle yeah. she, she had been used to? And I said, I would not be able to provide you with that lifestyle because, it's, because for one thing, it sounds really boring. Like <laughs> a yacht in the Mediterranean with someone serving you like little crepes or whatever, that sounds, sounds totally horrible. boring to me. Sounds... <laughs> yeah. So that didn't work. That, that relationship did not work out. Wait, that's okay. Let, let me comment on that for a second. So like, you have that happen quite often. You said it happened to you twice. So when you are sitting across from a woman who does ask those questions, because we have lots of guys who write into the show or guys that I work with who get really insulted when a woman says to them, what do you do for a living? Because either she's trying to fight or in their mind, they're, they're thinking they're being asked, how much money do you make? So how, how did you not see that as either her being a gold digger or a direct insult towards you? How were you able to justify the question? Well, I wasn't necessarily 
trying to... I, at this point in my kind of search, I wasn't being very discerning. Okay. So, uh, and kind of the key for me later was was being able, was learning to say no to somebody. So at this point, I was just, I was being authentic, but I also wanted to uh, make the other person happy. Right. And so I would, you know, I, I did I did actually say what my net worth was, and I, and I stated my argument that, look, you know, you don't need to have a billion to have a nice uh, life. Uh, and, um, and I told, I, again, I overshared, I totally explained everything I was working on and all my prospects and she would comment on each of them. She, she would be like, Oh, that type of business doesn't work ever. And, uh, she would completely comment on each of them. And I never thought to myself, gosh, this is a real, this, I shouldn't be with this type of person. I was I, really trying to please her. Be, uh, like uh, I didn't have enough confidence in myself first i was right. just trying to please her so the center of gravity in the in the date was totally on her side now to, to really answer the question though like about guys who are upset about this a girl wants to know what you're what you do what you're interested in and yes you know is she going to be paying all the bills or are you going to be paying some of the bills right. it's not an unreasonable question for a woman to ask on a date what do you do for a living right. you know i think it's more unreasonable for a guy to get upset <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, so for now, so if, if you are in a more confident place, if you were to go on a date with somebody who you met through online dating and she were to throw those questions at you and then also attack the businesses that you had gotten into in the past, would you continue the date or would you end it? Would this person be a potential for you? Uh, if someone if someone directly said what your net worth is, I would, I would, that would not be a good sign. Someone asked, what do you do for a living? I'd be more yeah, than happy right. to tell them no, what yeah, I do for a living. That's what I mean, sorry. The, the, <laughs> that's a, that's a polar different question, exactly. a pol, you know, polar opposite end question. But I have to say, if I went out on a date with someone and I asked them what your net worth is, that's me complimenting you. That's right. me saying like, I'm... That you have a net. I think you, <laughs> ha you are big enough to have a net. Like right. most of the guys I've ever been out with, I would never... <laughs> Well, you know, I appreciated actually this person's authenticity. Like, so for instance, in the middle of the dinner, she gets a call. So she gets a call on the phone and she takes it. And, and she says on the call, like I'm sitting right there. She says on the call, I'm on a date. And then some, I don't know what the other person says. And then she says, well, I thought he was ugly at first, but now I'm getting used to his luck. She said this in front so, of you? Yeah. Holy so, balls. So I actually appreciated that level of authenticity. Yeah, you know, you know what? I've, I agree. She's I have, authentically a bitch. Yeah, no, I've always <laughs> said the reason that personalities like Snooki from the Jersey Shore or the situation from the Jersey Shore, they're the worst humans ever. But the reason I like them and I find them endearing is because they are so themselves. Yeah. So if you if it was this situation trying to pretend that he wasn't a super big douchebag, I would hate him. Right. You know, so there is a boring show there is a level of respect you give someone when they're if they're a giant asshole but they embrace it. They're they're yeah, authenticity that's really important. Yeah, no, I love it. I agree. But I, agree I do want to ask, actually, speaking of assholes, I know you've interviewed a lot of successful people on your show, James. Um, yes. And I'm just curious, um, what do you find about people like Mark Cuban and, you know, all these people that you've, Tucker Max, all the people that you've interviewed and talked to, what's the one common thread between all of them that makes them a successful person? I think all of them consistently try 
or not try, try is almost the wrong word because they're not doing it kind of consciously, but they've all sort of trained their brains to think differently from everybody else. So mm-hmm. if you're like everyone else, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You're probably going to be liked by more people. You're probably going to get along with more people. You'll rise up through whatever uh, organizations you're in. But uh, if you try specifically to think differently from everyone else and you build up a practice of that, then eventually you will be like different from everyone else and that could lead to successful businesses or successful writing or success at anything. I mean, most of these people have done things that I could never even imagine doing. So I'll give you an example. Coolio, the rapper. <laughs> so, you know, he had Gangster's Paradise in 1995. So he told me in 1977, way before rap was even known by anybody, he, every day, he wrote. He did not miss a single day of writing. Nobody knew about rap. He, well, all he wanted to do was be a rapper. And it, was, it took 17 years for him to have a single hit. And uh, uh, I, I think that's really hard to do, to do 17 straight years of something every single day uh, and, and then finally become the most successful person in the world at it. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's really what it takes. Like, there's no, there are no, there, there are such things as life hacks, but there are no shortcuts. So, yeah. you know, he, he did what he had to do. Yeah. So basically to our listeners, because all uh, most of our listeners are men, you know, kind of trying to get their feet wet in the dating world and stuff. To them, it's basically, to equate that to the dating world is just keep going is is that what you would say I, I would say i would say two things one is one is keep going but the way you keep going and this is the mo- this is what i tell my friends is the most important thing learn to say no so let's say you're on a date and um you know the woman you're with wants to have sex with you but no you're interested in, <laughs> you're interested in a long-term relationship but you know you're not going to have a long-term relationship with this person, for whatever reason. You know, you may have to, you, people know within the first few minutes, say. Uh, you know you're not going to have a long-term relationship. So so learn to say, it, but but yet every guy and, and probably every woman, you know, if the opportunity for sex is open, they usually take it. The key to success in, in dating, I think, is being able to say no to situations that you are not going to fulfill your long-term themes of, right. of life. I agree. I love that. That's a good note to end on. Before we answer one question for anal- overanalyze this, um, are you open to answering a question from one of our listeners? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Okay. Hey, ladies. I was hoping to get a woman's perspective, and obviously a man's perspective from you guys as well, on the following situation. I've known this girl through mutual friends for almost a year. Roughly a month ago, we were at a party, got pretty drunk, and ended up having sex. I wasn't really pursuing her before, um, beforehand, but I had a really good time, so I asked her out on a date. We've been out on four or five one-on-one dates now and as far as I can tell it seems to be going really well it turns out she's really cool and I definitely want to keep seeing her there's just one problem we haven't had sex since the first night and I'm starting to worry maybe it's not going as well as I think it is she says she wants to go slow and to me it seems odd seeing how we've already done it I'm wondering if you think I should be concerned about this and what could possibly be going through a woman's head in this situation Sean James what do you think so, so part of it depends on how are, are these dates spaced out once per month, then you have no clue. But let's say these dates are happening pretty regularly, so it seems like they're, they're boyfriend-girlfriend, except not having right. sex. 
I would say to the girl, I agree with you. In fact, let's wait 90 days before we have sex. Isn't that a movie? So, uh, I, was, yeah, I, don't, I don't know a movie, but... But is there a, is there a movie with no, like 90 a real days? version yeah, when he's like, like he's like oh let's wait 30 days let's yeah, yeah days. Okay. It. but yeah okay so I w- I would say wait 90 days try not not that you're trying to one up her there's no gamesmanship oh, here trying to make but it actually great tension and sexuality that sounds fun to me take yeah take take her take her out at her word like that she wants to see how things go she wants to take it slow and if you start having sex with her then maybe you never know maybe you never know what's happening what if she's at a party with like five other friends and they all get heavily drunk or whatever I actually like the fact that she wants to take it slow with someone she wants to be serious with so admire her for for being authentic about this and keep you know treating you seriously as opposed to two drunk people at a party and but I will go it even further and you know as long as it's coming from an authentic place say I want to take it 90 days and let's see how we really get along. Go with whatever the number seems comfortable for you. I I agree with what James is saying. Um, But like, Kristen, what would you say? I'd be into the 365 days. Yeah. So (laughs) I I would say like, I know that Sean is concerned that she's not into him, but I actually think it's more of a sign that she's more into you because she's not saying, okay, let's just have sex all the time. Let's have drunk sex and it doesn't mean anything to me. I like what James had to say that she's actually taking it seriously now and trying to build a foundation between the two of you. You know, the reality is also, you're only going to lose what you cling to. So if he, if he's just clinging to the idea of sex with her as opposed to a long-term relationship with her, then he's going to lose it all. Right. So he just has to be as open as possible and, and you know, let, let, this, let the whole relationship have its space or else he'll lose it if he clings to this one aspect of it. Well, why do you, why do you think she is making that request to go slow considering they already had sex with each other? Well, because they were drunk, and maybe he's a player, and maybe she's worried that at the next party that he's at, he's going to just have sex with some drunk friends that uh, that he meets there. He wants to see. She wants to see that this that his commitment is real, and that it's not just you know, uh, oh, whoa, drunk sex opened up the doors, so now we just keep going. Good answer, James. You're going to be the third lady on the Ask Women podcast. Fantastic. Yeah, high five. I'm high fiving here. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. We actually have run out of time. We always talk a lot and forget to do our questions at the end of the show. But if anybody does have questions, please write them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. James, please plug away whatever you want to plug, your 17 businesses, whatever you want to plug. Go ahead. Just jamesalpacher.com. Everybody's welcome. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. You've been an amazing guest. And we loved, again, being on your show. So, And thank you for giving us the great idea of oh, doing yeah. uh, those those uh, transcripts of our podcast because they are, are going to be out very shortly. They just got finished uh, being edited. Oh, excellent. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having thank me on the you. show, and uh, I really appreciate it. You guys are great. No, you're awesome. Thank you. Thanks, James. <laughs> it was like, then the show's over. Um, and we have our live show coming up October 19th, 7 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. I always 7 o'clock p.m. p.m. at the Hollywood 7 Improv. o'clock p.m. We'll be there with Greg Fitzsimmons. Yes. And um, another live guest. Yes. Or a dead guest. And if, <laughs> and if you want to be. get tickets for the show, go to Wing Girl Method slash 
when I put it as live show. Live, I live show. Live show, yes. Winggirlmethod.com slash live show. You can get tickets. They're already being sold and like you- crazy. So get your tickets now <laughs> before you miss your chance. We are going to be performing for an empty room. It's and if you guys, but if you guys uh, want to be part of the show, also email um, Marnie at uh, Ask Women. And do the subject line as I want to uh, suffer with you. Yes, I want to see. We have a horrible memory. Horrible. But thank you so much for listening to our show and supporting us. You guys are awesome. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.